Hello, welcome to another Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims. Today we are visiting with uh, the only former Admiral, the only Swiss player, the only Nashville Predator to ever win a Norris Trophy in the National Hockey League as the outstanding defenseman. He's also the all-time leading scorer among Swiss players. That happened just recently where he passed Mark Streit. Uh, So very, very cool that Roman Yossi will be joining us. He played uh, all of the 2010-11 season with the Admirals and just a handful of games, basically a tune-up in 11-12. And Charlie, you were saying that you don't recall, and and I, I guess I don't either, but you don't recall a guy who like Yossi went up and then never came back. And yeah. He, he, and he did that uh, in both seasons, starting the season late uh, for him with some injuries at the beginning of each year um, and not getting into action right away for the Admirals. But, but once he did, obviously he's gone on to this unbelievable career. Really a, a remarkable career. I think everyone could see how skilled and smooth he was when he first started, but you can never, you can never, project out that someone's going to be a Norris trophy winner an all-star uh, everything that he did. Like, it's just not possible. Like we, how many talent, how many ridiculously talented guys have we seen here that just couldn't cut it for one, for one reason or another. That's not the case with him. And to your point like where we're saying, like there's guys certainly go up and then they stay up, but they, it's usually they go up, they play a couple games, the, the, the buzz, the adrenaline wears off from those first couple games and then they get sent back down because right, their right. game naturally, like they're not NHL players yet. Right, That's right. why they're with us, uh, not with Roman. Or contract reasons, whatever they may start. Uh, I, right. I think of, I think often of, of Nick Spalling um, after spending a, a lot of a year in Nashville and then starting in Milwaukee the following season, but contract situations need to sort out and moves need to be made. And then, he went up after just a couple of games in Milwaukee. He's there's one. He's he never came back. Although he uh, he kind of went up and down, back and all of that. But once Nick Spalling left that second time, I guess we'll yeah. call it the second time. He never came back. He never came back. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I it, you know when you think of the run of defensemen that the Admirals had, uh, let's start in the lockout year in 04. And oh through, through, through your, let's, let's say through that season of 10, 11, because at the end of that season, Ryan Ellis joined the Admirals after right. being the OHL's outstanding player, Canadian hockey league's outstanding player. So right, you're right. talking uh, in 0405 Suter and Hamhuis. Uh, let's throw in Greg Zanin. Greg Zanin. The next yeah. year, Shea Weber, Kevin Klein. Klein becomes more of a full-timer that year as, as opposed to the previous year because of the, of the personnel that were in uh, the due to the lockout. Right. Uh, you have uh, Cody Franson in that mix. Don't uh, forget Greg Zanin. Well, I did. I didn't. I said Greg Zanin. Oh, did you? Uh, oh, I, I did. Apologize. Uh, you have uh, Cody Franson, um, and then Roman and, and Ryan Ellis. I mean, just and soon after Matthias Eckholm. Yes. Yes. Right. Soon after there, and and let's throw in Alex Saltzer, who played several games in the National Hockey League. I mean, what a right. run for defenseman. We talked with Paul Fenton a couple of weeks ago about specifically that 03 draft where he drafted Klein and Suter and Weber and Saltzer and Richard Stalik and I mean all these defensemen right at the beginning of the draft and and he hit on four of the five you know oh yeah well Stalik yeah (laughs) it's uh it's it's it was it's pretty awesome to think about that and then Yossi and I didn't realize that Yossi uh that pick belonged to Arizona 
Oh, I didn't know that either. Along to the Coyotes, the Phoenix, Phoenix, then Phoenix Coyotes, and Nashville traded a couple of picks to acquire that to select him 38th overall. Yeah, interesting. And I didn't know that. I remember Yossi's first game, and I don't remember anything about it. And I got to be honest, I, it's been so long ago that I don't recall specific plays in Roman's career with the admirals or anything like that. I can look at the stats and show you that he had 40 points and so on and so on. And right. But I remember vividly being in Abbotsford and that's where he played his first games. And it was about a month into the season. He had missed the first seven games of the, of that 2010, 11 season. And Marty Jelena was there and Marty at the time was the, it was a new position. He was the director of player development. Player, it was player a brand new position. Yeah that Marty graduated to and uh, just a, a super guy, Marty Jelena. And Marty told me that Roman Yossi is some kind of special. And when you see him on the ice tonight, and this was in Abbotsford, and honestly, I don't remember how the game went or anything like that, but oh. he, he told, I remember Marty telling me this is a guy who's going to be unbelievably good in the national hockey league. And Marty had a, I had a, a great perspective on that because it was just a couple of years before in Switzerland. That's where Marty Jelena finished his career playing with Roman Yossi on that burn team in Switzerland. And yeah. Simon Gamash was on that team, by the way. And right. if you look the year ahead, Ramsey Abid was over there. I mean, there was a lot of admirals connections. Sebastian Bordalo, who was in player development for Nashville. Bordalo was over there. Uh, it's it, it, the ties were, were crazy, but I, I suspect, and I don't know this for fact, um, but, but maybe Marty said something to somebody in Nashville and Marty would have still been playing over there, but he was right. in Nashville uh, as a player, not that long before. So, no. um, I, I kind of am curious about that. If that's how, how it shook. If, if shook they're out. the ones that, yeah. If Marty then says you should makes the recommendation to Paul and David to say, trade up, get do whatever you need to do. And, yeah get this guy. And they probably, he's not telling him to trade up because that's too late, but I, he's probably telling him you need this guy. We yeah. need to have this guy on our team. Yeah. It's, and, and I don't know that for fact, but, but I do know the facts are Marty played with them. And Marty told me that this guy is some kind of unbelievable. And, and that's, that's where we, we see it. So uh, it's pretty awesome. Joining us now is Roman Yossi. And Roman, I was just telling the story. The first time uh, when you came to Milwaukee, uh, I remember you started the year off, I think, your first season in North America. You were you were banged up. You were injured, right? Yeah. I, um, I broke my wrist in the training camp in Nashville. There you go. And I remember your first game was in Abbotsford which is a heck of a trip to make for your first game to fly, <laughs> to fly commercial that Abbots for Seattle. Columbia. But yeah. I, I, I remember vividly Marty Jelena telling me how special you were. He was so excited to see you on the ice. And Marty was the player development guy at the time for Nashville, yeah. but, you, but you had played with him when you were what, 17, right? I did. Yeah. I played with him in Bern for, I think it was a year. And, um, yeah, he came over for, for a year and we, we played together, which was pretty cool. And then he was the player, player development guy in, in Nashville after, which was, yeah, it was pretty cool. I already knew him. So it was, uh, it was pretty, it's, it was good for me to know someone like him and um, obviously a really, really good guy and um, big influence on me in, in Bern and then also in, in Milwaukee. 
I don't remember, and I don't know this for fact, but when you were drafted, and I didn't realize that you, the draft pick you were selected with was Nashville acquired in a trade from the Coyotes. So did do you, do you know, did Marty have a hand in the draft choice? Do you know if, if he advised David Paul, uh, or Paul Fenton, did, hey, I know this kid, take him. Do you have any idea? I don't know if he did. I don't know if he was hired already back then. Okay. By the Predators. So I don't I don't know if he did or not, but um, I think he came. I think he joined the organization a year later, maybe or two years later. Okay. So I don't think he was there yet. Okay. When when you got drafted, Yost, did they? Where were like you were you? Were, I assume you were home in Switzerland. Uh, the draft back then was certainly a big deal, but not what it is right now. Uh, how did you find out that that you were that Nashville picked you I, and? What were your thoughts, or were you here in in the state? I was, yeah, I was in I was in Ottawa actually. The draft was in in Ottawa, and we we went to the draft, and um, it was pretty cool. My my family was there, um, uh, my agent obviously, and then um, um, yeah, it was it was cool. We went to the f- the first day on Friday. Um, I had like a small chance of maybe going first round, so uh, it was really exciting. Obviously, in on Friday, see if you get picked or not, and then. Um, it happened on Saturday, but it was uh, it was pretty special to to share that day with my family and and you, being there. So I met all, all met everyone from the Preds. I met Barry Trotz and David Poyle and and all the scouts. What do they What do they tell you when you decide to come over to play in in North America? What do they tell you from? Do they say or maybe they don't tell you anything? Do they say, "Hey, we think you should go to we, you need to go to Milwaukee. You need some fine tuning." Uh, or do they say you got a chance to make the team out of camp? It, it, it depends. What's what's the message to you? Um, well, I think I kind of knew that uh, I would go to Milwaukee. Um, I don't think they necessarily told me that, but um, I remember Pratt's had a lot of a lot of really good demon, and um, I knew there's a lot of things I had to work on on my game, and just um, coming over to North America, playing playing on a smaller ice, different game, kind of. Um, I, I kind of knew my my path was gonna go go through Milwaukee and um, yeah I mean I got hurt uh, in training camp like we said um, but but after that I played full year in Milwaukee and it was it was awesome I mean I had a great time I um, learned so much about hockey and uh, I think it was a it was a huge year, year for me for sure learn so much because of of playing so much or learn so much because of the people around you I and mean, lane lambert that was his last season as head coach actually lane lambert uh, and brad lauer as the coaches there or excuse me Ian yeah, herbie. It was herbie then herbie yeah. was the coach yeah yeah i mean the coaching staff was great and um i think the biggest difference for me was just coming from europe uh you play you play 50 games and then all of a sudden you play you play three or four times a week and um, it's um, that consistency. That's like the hardest thing I think coming over because you, you play every other day or, or we had three and threes and um, the third day on Sunday, you're so tired, but you gotta, you gotta get yourself somehow, somehow going and, and play another game. And I think that consistency was, was, was a hard part, part coming on from Europe playing, playing well as games. And then uh, I think there's just so many, so many little things I had to learn as a, as a defenseman. Uh, with the smaller eyes, um, the way guys go to net here in North America, the way the way the forwards play, the the physicality and everything. So um, yeah, there was there was a bunch a bunch of little things I I learned when I came over and I didn't know about, and um, that's why it was so so such a big year for me, such a big learning year. 
What was it like for you to play for Lane? Like we we say this all the time on our on this podcast. Lane is the most intense person we've ever met, right? Like, but he was also very fair. He was a well, fair. And then you had him for years as an assistant. And too. You had him up and yeah, afterwards. So yeah. what was it coming over? Uh, and especially as a rookie, North America never you you know probably it's your first time in a foreign country living with, who are you living with also? I guess I'm all over the place with the questions, but who are your roommates your first year? My first year I was by myself, but uh, we, we, uh, we all lived in the same building. Um, it was, uh, Blommer, John and Blom, uh, Laxo was in the building. Um, <laughs> I think that was it. I think it was us three. We kind of, we kind of picked the same building, but I, I lived by myself in the first year, but, um, yeah, Lane, I mean, Lane was, definitely very intense for sure but um like you said he was he was always really good to me he was always fair i think he was fair fair to everyone the whole team you you knew what you're getting um all he wanted you to do is is have effort and um, play hard and um he was a yeah he was a great coach for me at the time he was um he was great in nashville too and um like you said he's he's an intense person but uh really fair so um yeah it was it was great uh, great for me to play play under him in Milwaukee, definitely learned a ton from him. The the defensemen on that team, and you mentioned John Blom and Timu Laxo, and those were the younger guys. And then you have guys like Scott Ford and Brad Palin and Aaron Johnson. I mean, what what a group of defensemen in the in the American Hockey League right there. And then yeah. Ryan Ellis at the end of the season. Yeah, and it was awesome. I mean, uh, those guys, like you said, Aaron Johnson, um, uh, Brad Palin, Scott Ford, like they were, they were amazing people. I mean, they've they've been in – in the league for a couple of years, obviously Scotty, um, he was kind of everybody's, everybody's dad in that locker room. And um, if you had a question, you always go through him. And um, yeah, just, I mean, those guys were, like I said, those guys were awesome as a, as a young kid coming home from Switzerland. Um, everything is pretty new for me. And um, yeah, those guys were, were amazing. They're always helping. So um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool group of, uh, of, of defensemen and uh, a lot of fun to be around. If you, if you look at, the defensemen you have in Nashville now, like the at least the sort of the older guys playing D, yourself, Ellie, and Eki, uh, Fordo will is wouldn't wouldn't be shy to tell you he was D partners with all three of those guys <laughs> here in Milwaukee. To obviously, probably why you guys are so successful. Exactly. Uh, but you know, you, you mentioned Fordo, and he's sort of the dad, and I can I can think of. I can, you can just see, you know, you ask Fordo a question. He's the way he answers it. He's talks slowly, sort of gets into it, tells a little bit of a story maybe. Um, but he, he was a great leader. Now that you see yourself as a captain uh, in the NHL, which is obviously such a prestigious thing, where do you sort of get your leadership, you know, not skills from, but from what bits and pieces have you taken from players over the years to, to become sort of the leader that you are? Well, I think you take something from everyone, and um, Fordo is definitely definitely a great example. Um, I mean, he's played in the A for a long time, and um, I think just like you come up and you watch him play, the way he plays, the way he, like he stands up for his teammates, the way he competes every game. Uh, doesn't matter what game it is, if it's a three on three on Sunday, uh, you knew what you're getting from Fordo. He's out there competing. He's he's playing hard, and and then also the off ice stuff like helping young kids out. Um, like you said, he's always a guy you, you can go to and ask questions from. So I definitely took a lot from him. And then there's, there's, there's other guys too. Brad Palin was our captain in Milwaukee. He was, he was a great captain. Uh, he was very intense and, and had some great leadership. And then obviously 
um, coming coming to Nashville, having Shea Weber as a captain, uh, he was amazing. Mike Fisher, um, I think there's so many so many guys I learned from, and I think from everyone you take something, and um, yeah, it it helps you. Uh, once I became a captain, you you kind of look back at those things and um, and yeah, just kind of try to remember what those guys did in certain situations. Unfortunately, that team that you were on is the last Admirals team that's won a playoff series. Do you remember those games at all? Those playoff series, that playoff series against Texas, that playoff series, how disappointing it was to end against Houston. Yeah, I I do remember. I remember um, against Houston. I think we um, was it. I think it was game seven, right? Yeah, I think it was game, game seven. Yeah, yeah. And I remember. I think, I think we had. I remember we had a rush up the ice, and I think we hit the post or something, or we had a yes. huge chance. Yes, they came back and scored. Yes, yep. AC Willman. Yep, yep. Right, that with about two minutes, two or three minutes to go in the game. Yep. Right. Didn't we hit the post or something? Yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And they yeah. get, came back and scored, and um, yeah, it was it was it was really disappointing, obviously, and um. But it was it was a really good series, and even the first series was was pretty tough against Austin. I remember that too. And um, yeah, then the second series too, obviously um, heartbreaking ending. But um, it's a really really good series. Are those yeah. are those? Ahead, I mean, obviously you don't like to lose, but I mean, you think about those series now. Like if you're in the minor leagues, is that is that as fun as it gets when you're playing in the American Hockey League? Those those two series, or is it other stuff? Yeah, I mean that was awesome. I think that was my that was my first taste of uh, play of hockey in in North America too, yeah. and um, just playing with that intensity and um, I, th- I mean playoffs is just it's I mean it's the best time of the year. You 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 battle all year with with those guys throughout the year. Um, you you become so close with with that team, and then you you start playing the playoffs, and obviously the intensity goes up. Um, it's a it's a bigger stage and um yeah it was it was a lot of fun i mean i i remember it uh like you said that that series against houston um it was it was a ton of fun and um yeah not the ending we wanted but uh definitely like uh another thing like i've learned a lot from and yeah my first playoff so it was it was a lot of fun do you do you remember the goal mark van gilder scored to win the the series before against houston in double overtime overtime uh, against Texas. Uh, well, thought, did we, was that at home or on the yeah, road? It, it was, it was no. at home. And I mean, like Aaron said, that was the last time we've won a playoff series. Yeah. So it was, we all remember, like we all remember it here because it's, <laughs> we've been itching, but uh, yeah. yeah, I know. I, I remember like, I remember more from the second series and the first series. I remember some certain situations, but um I mean, it's time flies. It's already been what eleven years. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's really, really crazy. Um, yeah. I I want to get back to. We're going to get back to some Milwaukee stuff here, but I, I'm curious. You have found in Nashville um, a certain level of celebrity, and I see there's a Tim McGraw thing going on now, where you're you're talking with Tim McGraw. I mean. What is what what has that been like for you? Because you kind of it, it's gone beyond hockey. I mean, it, it's one thing to be hockey famous, but you're you're starting to get beyond hockey famous. I think a little bit. Would you agree with that or no? No, <laughs> you don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I was uh, I was very nervous talking to Tim McGraw. He's uh, he's, he's uh, a legend. 
Yeah, he is. He is a legend, but um, he couldn't have been any nicer. So it was awesome. But I think, um, no, I think just hockey in general has grown so much in Nashville. And um, I think especially when we went to the finals, but even before, I think everybody who went to a game in Nashville or has been in Nashville and followed hockey knew how passionate people are about hockey. And I think once we went to the finals, like the whole hockey world kind of side on the national stage, how passionate the people are about hockey in in Nashville. And um, uh, yeah, I think that's just kind of, I think when we went to the finals, like almost the whole city started following hockey and it it definitely grew even more. And um, I think the team just became a lot more popular, but um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's been a blast playing Nashville. The people couldn't have been, couldn't, couldn't be any nicer. Um, Our fans are amazing. So, it's a it's a really cool city to play in for sure. So you're not gonna be like like PK Subban is is beyond hockey famous. There's no doubt about that, right? He's doing the talk shows and his own his own shows and all of that stuff. Um, you're not you're not you're not trying to be get into that any of that, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not funny <laughs> enough. <laughs> not funny <laughs> enough. What what was it like? I mean, there, you're talking that trade and i, I we I, I know we're going to get back to milwaukee in a second and i apologize but that that trade uh when shea weber leaves and pk suban comes in i mean you're talking two guys who are phenomenal defensemen i mean li- once in a lifetime type of players but they're they're certainly obviously personalities are personalities definitely yeah. very different yeah yeah i mean shea obviously had he i mean he had such a big impact on on my career, and I think a lot of other guys who've been in Milwaukee. I mean, Eki, I was going to say, uh, did, did he ever refer to Milwaukee? Does he when he talks to you guys? Does he? Refer he did, to Milwaukee? yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, he we we definitely talked about it, and um, um, yeah, like I said, he had he had such a big influence with with his presence, the way the way he behaved around the rink, um, and he he obviously was the captain, and me, Ali, Eki, were young kids coming up and trying to learn how what it takes to be a, to be an NHL player. And, um, for us, he was, he was obviously the perfect example. And, um, uh, I think in just in general in Nashville, he had such a big, big impact. And then obviously he got traded and, and PK came and, um, I mean, PK was, was amazing for us in Nashville. I mean, we went to the finals the first year he was there. He's obviously an unbelievable defenseman. He's got, got a big personality. He's a, he's a fun guy to be around in the room, uh, brings a lot of energy. So um, they're definitely definitely different personalities, but they both brought so much to Nashville. So it was uh, it was pretty cool playing with both of them. You know, we were just we just had Harry Zolnerchuk on uh, recently, and he just he said about that uh, playoff run about how awesome it was, and but how the whole team believed right from the start uh, of the playoffs. Nobody gave the Predators a chance, I guess, especially against the Blackhawks, who were you know two years removed from winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, when personally did you think to yourself, we're, we've got a chance not just to be the Blackhawks to, but to make a run here. Yeah, I think it was after that Blackhawks series. I mean, we, um, like you said, they were, they were heavy favorites. Um, I think we went in there first game, uh, Pex kind of stole that game for us. He made, we, we won it one nothing and he made a lot of really good saves. And then we won the second game. We won it. I think it was five, one. Five, their five, yeah, five one or five zip, something like that. Yeah. yeah, and then that's when we, I think, yeah, it was five nothing. I think, and I think that's when we realized, hey, like, we got something special going. And 
and it's just kind of, yeah, we just kept going and we swept Chicago. Uh, we had a tough series against St. Louis, but it felt like we were always in control and we always knew we we're going to, we we're going to find a way to win. And um, yeah, that's how it happened against Anaheim too. And it was just, it was an amazing run. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you mentioned a guy who's really special to Admiral's history and even more special to Predator's history, uh, Pekka Rinne. What's it been like to play with Pekka for all these years um, to sort of be, you know, he's, he is, he almost really, you're the captain and everything. And, but Pekka is, is the most famous predator, right? Like he, he, he is oh, yeah. the predators. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's um like, I mean, he's, he's the best player ever played for his franchise. I mean, he's what he's done for this franchise is, is unbelievable. I mean, he, he kind of took the predators to another level with, with this play and, um, I think you know him as a person. He's he's an amazing person, and you see how popular he is uh, with the fans. How popular he is in our room. I mean, in our room, and Pex talks, everybody listens. He's yeah. he's the most respected person in our room, and um, he's such an amazing guy. And um, like he's played on such a high level for so long. And um, yeah, he's uh, yeah he he's done so much for this franchise. And um, like you said, everybody, the fans, players around the league he's so so well respected you know we had to change a rule in milwaukee for a season ticket holder event because of pex because i used to we used to do a season ticket event and maybe you remember it where you just got to go out and mingle with the fans and shake hands and autographs it's always around christmas time and usually we would just release the guys we'd be in the locker room we'd say okay guys go well we did this event. It was two hours and Pex never got out of the locker room. He was there for two hours, sweat, just sweating his bag off in there because it's hot <laughs> just one after one. And he never, like he signed every autograph. He was probably the last guy out of there. And I'm sure he's like that in Nashville. So as a young guy coming up, that makes, that's a big influence. I imagine on someone like yourself or other guys to see how he treats his teammates, how he treats the fans, just how respectful he is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's how he still is. Like he could still do any event and, and Pex would be the last guy to, to sign an autograph, to take a picture. And like you said, he, the way he treats people, um, doesn't matter who it is. He treats everyone with respect and he's, he's one of the nicest people. And, um, for sure, as a, as a young kid, you see that you watch him behave that way. It, it makes you want to be the same way. So, um, yeah, he's had a huge impact on on a lot of the young guys on me and, um, yeah, certainly the, the other guys on our team too. So we've talked a lot about, we've talked a lot about hockey, um, but you were known in Milwaukee not just for your hockey prowess, but for your ping pong prowess as well. Mark Van Gilder says, Mark's a very good ping pong. I should call it table tennis. Don't be offended that I called it ping pong. Mark says that you by far and away are the best, and he played here for seven years, right? That you're the yeah. by far and away the best table tennis player to ever come through Milwaukee, and I think that's pretty high praise. How nice. is your like table that. tennis game these days? Um, it's we haven't played this year at all, but um, uh, Mark was actually a really good player too. We had yeah. some really good battles, but I remember we went to a we went to a table tennis uh, bar in Milwaukee. Yeah, spin right. I think it's spin. Yeah. And, and we were playing table tennis and we were playing this guy who I can't remember. It's a long time ago, but he was, I think he was, he said he was ranked like top 10 in Milwaukee or something. <laughs> and we were playing him. And I, and I think 
I almost beat him. And it was like, it was like we were playing table tennis for like two or three hours all night. And, <laughs> and it, was, it was a big thing in Milwaukee. We played a lot of table tennis. So did, we haven't played you, as much here. Did you ever play on the like, they had stands in that bar, right? They had like little bleachers, like they probably hold like 30 people or something. Yeah, I remember Did that. you ever play on that table? No, I never, I never got to play on that table. But um, yeah, we went there a couple of times. It's, it was, it was always a good time. Uh, in Nashville, who, how, who has anyone ever beaten you in Nashville? Yeah. Nick Bonino is really good. Bones is really good, huh? He's really good. Yeah. He's, um, wow. he actually, he beat me like last year. Like he probably had a, yeah, he beat me more than I beat him. It was always tight tight matches but if he's listening to that right now he's gonna laugh but um <laughs> he beat me a couple couple more times he, he's really good uh so do you have a ping pong table at your house i do actually do you get to play much you're a new father uh i don't imagine that uh, there's a lot of ping pong going on no not right now but uh i used to play more obviously when we had family in town or friends friends in town we play a little bit but um yeah, right now we're we're on the road a lot, and then yeah, once you're home, it's uh, you try to spend a lot of time with your son. Obviously, it's it's family time for sure. Uh, speaking of your family, how often does your does your family get to come over? Your brother, your uh, your your folks, do they get to come over? Do they come over to the states to to watch you play? Yeah, they do. I mean, they come at least once a year, uh, sometimes twice a year. Um, obviously, lately it's been been a little different, but. Um, uh, in a normal normal year that they they come at least once and um yeah they love it i mean they've been here not my dad my mom my brother have been here probably 10 10 12 times already and um they love the city they love coming to nashville it's a, it's always always a good time for them yeah absolutely how did how did it work for them for this for the uh, stanley cup finals cuz tickets like we were talking nashville the whole city didn't just watch the games they were down at the arena for the games and tickets were like, it was impossible. How did they, yeah. uh, how did you manage for them to get you their get tickets? Yeah. Well, we got a, we got a couple of tickets for our family. Um, the Angel made sure we, we get a couple of tickets and um, yeah, they were all here for the finals. And um, obviously that was, that was, that was pretty, pretty amazing. Um, sorry. Um, that was, yeah, that was pretty amazing just to have them there and um, just experience the whole, the whole thing, like you said, everybody was down at Bridgestone. There was so many fans around the ring. So they went down and had a drink at a bar, came to the game, and it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so we always like to wrap these up by asking guys, when you think about your time in Milwaukee, what comes to mind? What do you remember? Um, honestly, the, the, the thing that I remember most about my year in Milwaukee is just the like the team we had, the the friendships you make in uh, in a year like Milwaukee, where it seems like every guy, like it's all young guys. Everybody's coming from a different place. You you live together. You live in the same building. Um, you always do dinners together. You hang out together off the ice, and it's it's. I mean, it was such a fun year for me. Uh, it was such a such a great team, and it's such a great organization down there. And um, yeah, I'll I'll always remember that year in Milwaukee. It was it was a lot of fun. I made a lot of friendships, and obviously learned a lot about hockey. But it's uh, it's definitely a year to remember for me for sure. I mean, it's so much different than the NHL, where like yourself, you're married with a family, 
And there's so much that's so many guys have gotten on with their life. But in the American League, it's almost like college. Most guys aren't married. You're always it's like you get done with practice and it's like, hey, what are we doing today? What are what kind yeah. of fun are we going to have? Exactly. Yeah. You always hang out. You're going to lunch. You're doing something in the afternoon. You, you're making dinner together. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's your own little family. Like your team is your family. And it's obviously it's a lot different in the NHL when guys are a little older. Um, they have wives, they have kids and um, you don't hang out as much. So uh, that's definitely definitely something I'll always remember. Yos, we uh, really appreciate your time, uh, especially in the crazy schedule, crazy season that you guys are having. Uh, you guys have been on a run. We wish you uh, to best of luck to maintain that run and uh, keep it going into the playoffs. Thanks, Charlie. Appreciate it. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. And thank you for listening to this Milwaukee Admirals podcast.